Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. That is America's top-rated sportsbook. Don't forget to download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Long weekend. Feel like we were just here doing emergency podcasts. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera. Uh, and we had a big weekend. If you weren't there, we were here on Saturday night doing the emergency podcast. And we had like, I don't know, what was it, almost 700 people? 650, something like that, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 650, 700. Um, Here on the YouTube chat, again, we're normally at 120, but if you're just downloading the app and or downloading the podcast and listening on Spotify or whatever instead of watching the YouTube chat, those are live at 120 most days. Um, We had some issues. We had some issues with the, like, like, Apple and Spotify. Like, it wasn't our fault. It was their fault. So if you had issues watch or listening to it, if you weren't on YouTube, you weren't the only one. And so. it should be it now, should right? be good to go on Apple. I don't know about Spotify, yeah. but I know Apple. It's it's the pod is back up. So if you haven't listened to the one from Saturday, definitely mm-hmm. go ahead. And, and but but it, you know, I know y'all like to see our faces. So YouTube is <laughs> the best place. You know. Yeah, they <laughs> love they love to see our faces. See how good look we look. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what Luke said, Dansby Swanson, seven for 177. You know, has it set in yet now that it looks like the Cubs finally have locked down the middle of the infield, Uh, at least for one season, they've locked down center field, you know, and a temporary solution there. But the middle of the infield looks like that's going to be set for a while. And if they can get an extension done with Nico, they could get it set for a long period of time. And defensively, we know that it will be elite. We hope that offensively it will be elite too. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still on the high right now. Like I'm just excited. <laughs> the Cubs made a big move that signals that they're going to try and be in it. Uh, John Morosi said it best on MLB network this morning when I, when I turned my TV on. Um, and he basically said the same thing, man. Like I, I, I just, I get like the a little bit of pessimism on on uh, in terms of his offense, um, but again, and, and everyone comparing it to Hayward, I I tweeted the other night that like you know Hayward was a signing of you know that was in theory at the time something to put that team over the top and go to the World Series, in which they did actually do. People forget that, but Dansby Swanson, I don't want to say that it's like John Lester because John Lester was a much more impactful signing when you look at back at it in, in hindsight. I don't know if Damsey Swanson is going to end up being that type of signing for the Cubs, but that's that's about as similar as I can get because they got Lester a year before they won the World Series, and they were coming off a year where they didn't make the playoffs, and they were you know trying to get that impact player that would then in terms probably try or probably help lure other free agents in the future on top of just making the team better. 
that is what John Lester did do in that, you know, that first year that he that he was with the Cubs in 2015. So I guess that's the best way to look at it. But again, I don't know if I don't know if he's going to leave that lasting impact that John Lester did. That's going to be really hard to do in general anyway. But that's the way that I look at it is it's a signing that, um, you know, gets gets the fans excited and get, gives us something gives us hope. And I know hope is a dangerous thing, but it's better to have hope than just sit than, than for me and Luke to sit on the couch at the office and, and think about how long this game's going to be and think about, about ice, ice cream. cream. You know what I mean? Like yeah. podcast about I, ice cream and whether or not I fell asleep. Right. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I think we'd all rather have hope than, than going into another year where we're talking about flipping guys at the deadline. Like, I know that's where I'm at. <laughs> I think the funniest thing for me is is just how like the way like you're talking about hope when like a couple weeks ago like the Cubs signing Dansby Swanson was like the end of the world for a lot of yeah. people. Like a lot <laughs> of really the, the vocal yeah. people in yeah. our yeah. Well, chat it was or worst case scenario almost. Oh my god! Yeah. But it's like, but that it's a good signing, and again, it's one that's not. It's not a Carlos. It's not even on the level that Xander Bogarts and Trey Turner are. Right, it's seven years, 177 million. Yeah. 25 million dollar average annual value is a lot um but like i said i think i told you guys this afterwards uh after the show on saturday that it doesn't feel like they're paying dansby swanson to be the team's franchise player to be their cornerstone player it is a lot and it'll be a lot in you know a couple of years when the cubs are you know it should or that would like to be in a better place as far as competing for the world series um but he's not dansby swanson is kind of like the guy, maybe a little less so about John Lester, but he's the guy who you, you, you show you're committed to winning, you show you're committed to to making money so that other free agents, better free agents in the next couple of years would see that and be like, okay, that's one good player, really good player that they went out and they got. And now, you know, now it convinces them a little more that the Cubs are committed to actually building this thing the right way. So I don't think they're paying him. They may have overpaid him, but that's just kind of the cost of doing business this winter. But it is like they're getting a guy – who's going to help you find that franchise player you can find next year, a year after he's not going to be your number one top player on the championship team, but he's going to be a good two or three. And he's going to be the guy that helps that number one helps convince that number one to come to Chicago. And that's, I think what really stands out about what Swanson has done the last couple of years and how he's become kind of that guy you can count on to help this team be better in the long run. What's up to everybody in the chat? Uh, good uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, pretty good group joining in. Some of the regulars there. I see Sean's in. Uh, Ravi was here. Ravi's feeling better. Had a fever. It's been sick mm -hmm. as a dog, he said, all weekend. I, I want to point out that I think this signing, it kind of falls in between two, two that, Cody, you were talking about. One is Lester. I don't think it is the John necessarily Lester signing, right? Like he's not as he's not as proven as John Lester was coming to the Cubs. Like when you when Lester was coming, you knew you were getting an ace to the staff. Like, yeah, there there's more question marks about Dansby Swanson than there were about John Lester at the time. However, it's also not Jason Hayward, which a lot of people wanted to compare it to. You look at the Hayward deal, and it was eight years. What was he one eighty six or something like that? Like. 184. 184. Mm -hmm. So it was more money. It was more years and it was earlier in time. So like that deal now would probably be another year or two onto that. And it would be more money than that. Like mm -hmm. if, if Hayward were a free agent, if that was happening now in time and you time warped it, he'd probably yeah. be getting at least a $200 million deal. Oh, he'd right? be getting, so, well, you think about, he was probably the top position player on the market. In yeah, he now. was. Like he <laughs> Like he, he, I mean, there are, there were obviously a lot of really good position players on the market, but if you're telling me he's not going to be right. well over $200 million in a contract now, it's only what, seven years later, six years later ish from when he signed it. Like if you're telling me right now, he's not going to be well over $200 million coming off the season he had just had in St. Louis, like, right. And, and entering his prime, like he's a hundred percent getting a lot of money. Like the, the deal, the deal he got then is not going to be the same deal that he would get now. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think there's any way it wouldn't be above 200 million, right? It'd be closer to what Turner and and uh, Correa were getting, like mm -hmm. a, a and, guy that was that young coming into what people thought was his prime. So, and mm -hmm. and something that I feel like we probably haven't mentioned. I don't even know if we mentioned on the emergency podcast because I was so blacked out from being happy. Um, <laughs> but like the fact that 
the Cubs got Swanson for under 200 million and for less years, like based off how the market was going, like, I think, you know, that was one of the reasons I was angry because I thought we were going to have to pay him over $200 million in like, you know, eight or nine years. I still got him for seven for 177. I mean, it's only, what it's a $23 million difference. Fine. But like, I think it, it looks better knowing that now. And, um, I, I, you know, as much as I criticized Jed, like the last couple of weeks, I'll give him a lot of credit for, for this. And maybe his market wasn't nearly as, you know, popular as, you know, the other three. Um, but again, like I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he would have gone over 200 million based off how the market was going, man. So I, I feel I like give it, credit. mixed reaction, right? Like uh, I think in general, most Cubs fans are very excited that they have a very good shortstop. Right. Um, and the money thing is a whole nother situation. The offense, he had, he's coming off his best offensive season. We've heard things about like uh, what did I say on Saturday? What is it? Stats cast or whatever? Like Stat he would have hit thirty three home runs at Wrigley. Then I then I hear the people that tell me, well, he's terrible against sliders. He can't hit a slider, and he's going to strike out a ton. And you're gonna you're gonna hate the signing in a couple years. And Atlanta couldn't let him get away fast enough. Okay, everybody slow down. So now I've opened up Pandora's box, and I'm Niren and I are now sending DMs. Okay, Niren from the chat. <laughs> Has been sending us graphics. He's already, he's already asking you. He's already asking yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He's in the chat right now. Yeah, near. This isn't beer money. I don't. I don't do answering questions. Uh, so, <laughs> Niren, first Niren built us the um, Google spreadsheet that would let us be fake GMs, right? And we use that. Now Niren says, "Look, I got all these splits. I love splits. I'm the splits doctor." He's calling. Well, he just sent me one here. What do you call himself? I love splits with decent sands. Hashtag splits doctor. Okay, so he's talking about the fact that Dansby Swanson is good against right-handed pitchers that throw 95 or higher. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat on this, Niren. He loves that that the splits show that he's elite against right-handed pitchers that throw more than 95. And the trend in baseball is pitchers that throw more than 95. Most pitchers are right-handed. Most relievers that come in after the fifth inning are right-handed pitchers who throw heat. So he's saying late in the game and against right-handed starters that throw gas, look for Dansby Swanson to be really good. In fact, potentially even elite is, is I believe that's what Niren's trying. He, here he went. You could see it on the, on this, the YouTube chat showing that it was, um, yeah, he's putting it. He was basically putting in splits, right. And, and mm-hmm. trying to find out what he was like. So does this excite you? I, I know it's Del Metrics is starting to dig through it right now. He's on his saying Aaron has cracked the code. I'll say this much, you know, you know how I am about Del Metrics and yeah. that's the eye test. And what I do remember about Javi Baez towards the end, the end of his tenure with the Cubs was that not only did he swing at everything, he swung at the high fastball and he missed it a lot. So if that's something that Danzy Swanson does well, then maybe he's not Javi Baez like a lot of the naysayers are saying in my mentions or on Twitter in general, uh, and and all of that. So, or or at the very least, maybe he's he's not full on Javi Baez like a lot of people think because they just look at the strikeout stat and, and go with that. So you Trevor saying I sounded like I was seventy. Well, I think I explained that pretty well. He he hits well against guys that throw heat. And then Niren was asking. Who has the most home runs versus Velo ninety six and over? I'm just I don't I'm gonna guess Dansby Swanson. I I don't know I I don't have my readers on so I couldn't see the small font on my phone. You tell me. Yeah. Um. Um. Well, I was gonna say to go to when near and sent. Uh, it is good. Weighted on base average is good. Four twenty six uh, against was it ninety five mile power or greater than? Yeah. Uh, pitch pitches from right hand to pitch, which is good because like you said, like that end of the game when managers are playing matchups and throwing righties against righties like that's a good stat to have same thing with his, his iso his isolated power uh was i just had it 341 that was fifth behind aaron judge juan soto matt olsen rafael devers um i will say if like you have to you have to take the good and you have to add the bad to it you have to look at both sides because there are pros and cons to this uh to, to the way he plays the way he hits he does have a 25.8 percent strikeout rate in those same situations, which if you go down to it, that is like in the top 30 worst among all the players that were in that 
that had faced that many time that many pitches that many times in that select group. However, however you grouped it out, I think it was seventy five plate appearances. Um, so it's not it's he's not without his faults, right? We know sure. he's we know he's a strikeout guy, and even even with the good numbers he has against uh, that type of velocity against right handed hitters, he still does strike out a lot. So you will have pros and cons. It's not something to expect him to be. Uh, the best hitter in baseball when it, late in games, like it's probably not going to happen because he does strike out a lot still, but mm-hmm. he has the ability to offset the high strikeout total or high strikeout rate with the way he, when he puts contact, when he, when he makes contact with the ball, obviously he, he does damage to it. And what player doesn't have flaws, right? Like you're going to be able to find a flaw in, unless you're like Trout. There isn't a flaw. Okay, so if, if there isn't a flaw, you're paying the guy five hundred million dollars. Shohei Otani. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, there's a flaw. You got him for seven for one seventy-seven. But one thing you know you are getting is a elite defender at shortstop who will be great up the middle. And they talked so much about fixing that. And I think you're getting. And at least, at the very least, an average to above average hitting hitting shortstop, right? Like you're, you're at least getting an average guy, and he's got more power than some of the other guys showed as well. So, again, he had a higher WAR than Correa last year. I mean, if he be great, if year. he if he keeps building off last year, I mean, you know, well, I think the sky's the limit. I, I you can't like I I I. I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. If, if at least offensively, maybe we've seen. Maybe if he could just be consistent on defense, then you you got a really good defense. But I, you know, maybe there's still a lot of prime years left, man. Like maybe we haven't seen the best of him yet. So I mean, that's that's my hope. That's my optimistic hope on it. So um, by speaking the way, about yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of optimism, I see Michael Collada is in the chat. And he explained why he wasn't here in the chat yeah, on Saturday. And I want to send my condolences yes. to him. Uh, very sad, us, man. We were, we were, we were all very, very excited. Um, and I, I, I'm sorry to tell you that everyone was saying Colada was wrong, but it was all in good fun. It was all in good yeah. fun. And uh, I hope that you know you you things with your family get better, man. Yeah, condolences on my side. Hopefully. You know, obviously, personal life matters, family first, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully, you know, things are going well and and, and soon can feel better. But um, hopefully Ricketts spending a little bit of money this weekend also helps in that with you, Mr. Colada. But uh, yeah. you know, th- glad to see I you back in the chat today. Uh, yeah, and hopefully you're doing well. Um. So, yeah, that, you know, we were wondering where he was. Now we know. And um, condolences from everybody in the chat. I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying and That's one thing I do like about our chat. People will mm-hmm. go after Colada for being negative sometimes. And, you know, I say he balances this out a little bit. He's he's not crazy excited about the Cubs and what they're doing. He, he, he gives you the other end of the spectrum. But you can see people, you know, are actually thinking about him, you know. And and yeah. so this group I, – I don't think this group has ever gone um, – I won't say unprofessional. I'm just – I don't think anybody's really gone after anybody in the chat. No. And I, I do – I. We, we we will certainly keep it that way, but I hope it you know yeah. is yeah. well, that, keep it. That's that the way. point. Is like it's a family, it's a community, yeah. and, and and families bicker and argue about things. But in the end of the day, oh, everyone's slightly. a fan. At, at the end of the day, it's family, and that's what yeah. we're trying to create in this chat and this community. So um, it's really yeah, really really awesome to see that in the chat too. Everyone obviously yeah. Let me bicker for a second, Ronald. Dude, the Cubs just spent some money, man. Like have have a little <laughs> little hope here. Says spend big bucks for catcher and first baseman. Stop being cheap. They just well, there's no seven, there's no seven catcher contract worth to a spending big bucks on at this point. That's like, for there's, sure. Yeah. You know, I, the no. Swanson stuff happened, and we're so close between uh, Narvaez signing that I didn't even really have much time to be pissed off about it. Um, but yeah, guys are coming off the board, and I'm getting. If there's anything that I'm nervous or a little pessimistic about right now it's what the cubs planning to do at catcher like i know sarami tweeted yesterday that his source told him that tucker barnhart is a guy and like fine like i I, at this point i don't really care as long as the guys can can play defense well like because that's clearly what they're what they're doing i know a lot of people in the chat went jansen from toronto like i get it like i don't i I really don't care at this point like you just gotta get someone like it like until the move happens, like I'm a little nervous about it. 
Yeah, I mean, here's here's one thing you mentioned Barnhart. One of the things I was looking at just on the defensive side, like I, I don't, you can't really still measure like the kind of the soft factors, and I'm I'm not sure how you know how well he works with pitching stats, how well he calls games, stuff like that. Like that's not really stuff you can find on Statcast. Um, but of things that did concern me a little bit is um, when you think about the the bases getting bigger and obviously mm-hmm. shortening shortening the distance between first and second, second and third, which doesn't seem like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, like it's like you, you always tell when guys are sliding into second, it really is by inches. So yeah, so losing those those, those inches as a or that little precious time as a catcher is important. I looked on Tucker Barnhart's Statcast page. Uh, and at the bottom, they have his pop time to second base uh, was 1.99, which was 42nd in MLB. His pop time to third, 1.62, 51st in MLB. So he's not not great pop times. It's the uh, framing, down right? Second, down to th- I, I, his framing, I mean, even, you know, uh, stack uh, fan graphs framing measure um, this past season had him at uh, negative, actually, in the framing department. Well, I thought Brendan um, was all excited. He was sending messages in our Slack channel. He, he was he, he did have and all kinds had, of garbage about. He had a few good years, like the the three previous seasons were positive, um, and as as framing goes, and obviously he had uh, was also positive in like defensive runs saved, all that kind of stuff. This past year wasn't a good year uh, numbers wise defensively for him, um, and that pop time is that that's one again that, that concerns me a little bit because you need. With the uh, with the bigger bases, shorter pass between first and second, second and third, you need catchers who can control the run game. That becomes more important. And if you don't have the pop time to control that, um, that that's a concern. That's a concern with what, a guy like Tucker Warner, who doesn't who doesn't really offset it with his bat very much. How old is he? He is. Let me get to the top of this page. He is like, 31, 31 um, going on thirty two in January. So and he had an off week. offensively he was down, but his career slash is two forty five, three twenty, three sixty. So I mean you can live with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these days you can live with that. <laughs> Five years ago you couldn't live with it, but now yeah. you can. Well uh you know based off Ryan telling me the 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 I guess the the advanced stats that apparently matter to people. Um you know I uh it does worry me a little bit then because then it doesn't really make too much sense. Like I, that's why Christian Vasquez made so much sense. Um, and you know, he chose the twins and that's fine. Like I, it wasn't necessarily the Cubs fault, but, um, I just, I am a little nervous. Cause again, like I, this whole thing with Contreras, I, I, I've been okay with it for months, but if, if you not only, if you not only get, if you don't get enough offense to replace him, and not if you do that, and then also don't just get as good a defensive catcher as you possibly can get to go with Gomes. Then like, then what are what were what were you thinking? Like, are you are you banking on Miguel Amaya to to be healthy at some point? Like, it's just something that you can't I can't read right now, and I think that's what makes me nervous or pessimistic about it in a way. Right? Or is the or is the first big trade of the off season coming for the Cubs? Like, are they still going to work a trade that? brings them a catcher from Toronto or wherever. We'll see. There's another trade that I know Cody is dreaming about that will ha- make you put on your shady rays, Ryan. This this trade would be so bright you'd have to put shades on. You might have to double up on the shady rays. Oh, oh man. I would, I'd love nothing more than the Cubs to just do whatever it takes to trade for Rafael Devers. And what I mean by do whatever it takes, it's just because the, he's going into his final year with the Cubs and, or not Cubs, the Red Sox. And I don't know, man, it doesn't look like the Red Sox have a lot of leverage. Looks considering the moves they made, like, I don't want to say they're going into a full on rebuild, but like the reports say that they're like galaxies apart from like an extension, like, as as Cubs fans, we've seen this. We've seen this enough times. Like, man, I'd love to see if the Cubs can get in on a trade for Devers, uh, and, and and maybe maybe you'd have to give up PCA or whatever. But again, if you can get him and get the extension, you give up PCA. Well, okay, okay you give Probably, up PCA yeah. if you get that extension. Like, if if, yeah. if you get the extension with it, right? Because he's going to be a free agent after next season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I would love that. He'll be twenty six um, next be, summer. I thought it was 27. Maybe I read it wrong on the I fan I think graphs, he's but... 25 right now, but I – Okay. Either way, 25. Either way, like he's, he's going to get – You'd be getting he's... him in his prime. Yeah. Now, that's the move that would be like the John Lester signing. It's like they made that trade and signed him to an extension long term. Like that's that's something that changed your team, and the Cubs need a third baseman. Like 
Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm reading into the reports or whatever about it this morning and like I dreamed a little about it. So, yeah, I put my shady raids up, my shady rays on and dreamed about it a little bit, Ryan. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that would be good. There was that um, and uh, someone sent in our discord, the MLB trade rumors uh, had like some trade for like Devers for Morrell and and uh, Keegan Thompson. Well, that sounds pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah that sounds cheap <laughs> to me, saying. man. I, 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 it's MLB like trade rumors or like the trade creator or something like that. I'm like, if that's a trade that the Cubs get off, if, if Jed gets that offer, I'm like immediately saying yes, no questions asked, and I'm I'm, I'm taking that. Um, but I, I, that doesn't seem realistic to me. In my like, just in no. a real life no. scenario. It no, does not seem like your the Red package Sox. is the, way bigger than Keegan Thompson. Yeah, well, the, yeah. the only thing I can see is like the Red to Sox. In a big name. The only reason I see that even a remote possibility is the Red Sox just they're done. Like contract negotiations are done. They're not doing anything, and they're just trying to get back some major league talent, some controllable major league talent. Then it makes some sense. But that also still <laughs> feels like a very remote possibility that that's a trade. First of all, that's a trade. That, that that's not going to be the best deal. Like. They, the Red Sox would get offered for Devers, but it's also like I, I don't know that I could see them accepting it in in like a, a real life world. But I mean, Dansby Swanson has a no trade clause, but you could trade Dansby Swanson and Morell. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Like, I just don't think I don't think it's it's likely. I I I don't really want the Cubs to to dive deep into the trade market this off season. Like if you make a trade that's small and it helps your roster fine, but I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up the chips as in like the prospects right now, if that comes later and, and you you're trying to get Shohei, fine. I'm all in on that. I get, I guess Devers is, is a guy that I would do that for too. But like you said, Cody, I'd have to have that long-term deal sitting in front of me, and it'd have to make a whole lot of sense to do it right now. And, and, I, and, and I don't think any team would do that. Like, no, I don't I think don't. the team would make the trade if they don't get the extension. Not in a yeah. walk year. Like, it was different with Juan Soto. Like, you had two years there, right? But it's like, that or it's someone that's, like, they're going all in. Desperate, yeah, going all in, like, that's, need that one it. last piece. Like, you and know, the oldest Chapman. Yeah, and it's, that's just not the Cubs. But, yeah, yeah I'm – if you want to talk about just as far as building the team and the, just the dirt, like if there is any team, like I would, you could argue the Red Sox have had the worst off season of any team in, in, in baseball. I mean, letting like not being able to get Bogarts back. They've lost other guys. They've been part of like, they've been interest Kings. They've been like all kinds of interested in other guys and they haven't, and, and they haven't really gotten anyone except for Turner. And uh, they got the guy from Japan. Um, but like, in that division, like, I, I don't, I, I just don't, I can't read what direction they want to go in right now. Their, their front office is in a very tough spot and they traded Mookie Betts for bag of balls at this point. They let All Bogarts right. walk. Like, why dream not? Bob, Cody, dream, dream. <laughs> I'm dreaming with my shady rays stuck. I'm I know it. Someone read the ad. Some Ryan, Ryan you want to do shady rays? Let's do it. Let me get my shady rays on. There we go. All right, shady rays coming in three, two. Uh, I can't even get it open. Three, two, one. Shady rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Drop them in a lake. Drop them off a cliff. Anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you, holding in my hand or wearing on my head, seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. 
And now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, uh, Niren did point out in the chat something I was going to say, like, it hasn't been yeah. sunny around here for, yeah. for like almost two I, weeks. Finally, a my, little peak of sun this morning. The the other, I think it's the sun came out. What Sunday? Yeah, was it a Sunday or Saturday? Yeah, yeah, the sun came out. Again. Yeah, the sun came out, and me and my girlfriend were both like, "Oh, the sun is out," and I was like, "Oh, I can wear my shady rays when we go to the gym, like on the way <laughs> when we're on Lakeshore Drive." You know what I mean? When the, the sun side. comes, the sun comes out in the winter here. It's like everybody runs outside like they're, they're running outside in short sleeves and then like five degrees hit you in the face and you're like well it's at least it's sunny out <laughs> our next partner is a product i use every day i started taking 81 because they didn't have time wanted better gut health more energy and optimized immune system important this time of year now i've been on it for two weeks and i love it two weeks two months two months became almost eight months then eight months became gosh we're pushing like 10 months now it doesn't taste super healthy but it is it's got a mild tropical taste. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you're absorbed 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And it is also keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. You're all good with AG1. It's an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day, recommended by professional athletes, and it has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Oh. Athletic Greens is a great, great, today, great thing to have. Yeah, aging one will get you through the winter. That's important. Did you guys yeah. see that uh, the Phillies are giving uh, Sam Fold – an extension, former Cubs outfielder, GM mm. of the Phillies, works with Dave Dombrowski and trying to build a superpower there that went to the World Series. Got me thinking, yeah. who's next? Which which former Cub will be the next GM? And two names came to mind. Who do you think's more likely, Ian Happ or Kyle Hendricks for Ooh. a future GM? I see I Hendricks that. more as of a like pitching coach than I do yeah. a GM. I'll, I will um, say the only thing that Hendricks has on his side is he's older. He's got an Ivy League. Well, that too, but he, he's just older. And I think that's his main thing is his career may be over before Habs is. Um, definitely have. But another thing that I noticed, I didn't know Sam Fold was the the GM of, oh, yeah. of the Phillies until he's I saw he got an extension today. He's been with them um, maybe uh, <laughs> right after the Cubs won the World yeah. Series. I think it was maybe 2017 or 18 he's been with the Phillies. Another former Cub. Well, yeah, he, um, well, he was Ivy maybe. League too. I don't remember what school he was, but he was uh, Ivy League. I'll give you another how, one. I still keep waiting for Doug Glanville to take one of those jobs. So there's another former Cub uh, that could be a GM someday. There's one. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm wondering how, like, like what are those guys? Like when you when your owner gives you that much flexibility on spending, <laughs> like they yeah. have, like how can you be bad at your job? I mean, I guess. I mean, they got Schwarber for like eighty million, like four years, eighty million, whatever. Like, and he had yeah. fifty bombs last year. Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper. Zach Wheeler's been a great addition. Like, he was their workhorse ace <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe Castellanos is the one that's not working out as great, but it was just one year. Like, we'll see if he can get back to what he was doing in Cincinnati and that second half with the Cubs. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, and we'll see how Trey Turner works out. But I mean, Trey Turner is one of the best infielders in the league you know what i mean like i don't like cool good for them <laughs> like i don't like when your owner just allows you to spend that much money though like 
it's hard to be bad at your job unless you just completely whiff on every single one of those free agent signings. I'll say this, like I we've talked about before, like their their minor league farm system is is not very good. Um, so if if they do not get better at, at developing that, like maybe that could be something we sit here and somewhat criticize, depending on if they don't win or not, you know, in the next three years. But you know, I, I do think um, that's an interesting. You don't find a ton of former players who are GMs. Um, but I think it's interesting because they can relate a little bit to what a player on the player side of it, when you're going after a free agent or whatever, they can relate to it a little bit better than somebody that may not have that background. So it's always a plus to have that, you know, Dombrowski brings him in and clearly it's, it worked for them last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll yeah. be curious to see how much higher he goes in that organization or with another organization. Yeah. Maybe he ends up being it's always like, president it's someday. all. It's always the guys who become like the players who become like in those positions. They're always the ones that you like, like you forget about. Like Sam Fold is someone a lot of people forgot about. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, well, I don't know. Like it's like Brant Brown. Like it's it's just yeah. Little, little I mean, he's a hitting coach, yeah. but yeah. Who am I thinking you know? of? Uh, oh gosh, I can't think of his name. The Blue Jays came from the Blue Jays. Reed Johnson. Like if Reed Johnson well, popped up as a GM somewhere, you'd be like, wait a minute, is that Reed Johnson? Yeah, <laughs> is that, that the Reed Johnson? Yeah. The Reed Man, Johnson that robbed Fielder's <laughs> grand slam in yeah. Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, I'll never forget that. But that was awesome. Um, I wanted to mention uh, someone. I can't. I can't find the comment in the chat. But someone asked to talk about the forty man and how these moves affect it. Um, doing the quick math, and by quick math, I just mean counting each player that's on the forty man right now, one by one. Um, the Cubs should A be at thirty nine. Yeah, there you go. The Cubs should be at 39, um, and that's without the Dansby Swanson signing becoming official. So he should be number 40. Um, and I know we saw the rumor, uh, Drew Smiley and Cubs. You know, the Cubs are kind of uh, closing in on an agreement with Drew Smiley. Um, obviously, nothing's come out of that yet since I want to say it was Jesse Rogers had said that on the radio yesterday. Um, yeah. uh, so nothing's Ken come Rosenthal out of that. And- I think like Rosenthal, Heyman, and Passon both tweet all tweeted it. A few people have tweeted it out, but that's kind of been it's been quiet on that front since that started coming out. Um, But obviously, to get Smiley, if Swanson is number forty, to get Smiley and anyone else that they may go after this for agency, there have to be forty man moves. Um, Yeah, Devers, there you go, or Shohei Otani. That's still that's still up in the air. Uh, Forty man moves have to be made to open those spots. So, um, I. Again, the question was like, who do you see being the forty-man moves being made? Um, it, 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 especially considering the positions that those free agents would be playing, um, what moves do you could you see being made uh, to open up some spots? See, Cody, you you get Devers, but you have to take three or four guys off the forty-man to make that trade happen, and now you've got some space. Well, let me take a look at the Cubs' forty-man roster, guys, because <laughs> I don't freaking know. Well, um, the way I look at it is right now. Um, Smiley, it, it, assuming the Cubs do end up signing him, um, they're going to have to move, make some room on the pitching staff. Not everyone that's on that 40-man is going – obviously they can't all be on the 40-man roster or the, the active roster to begin the season, uh, but they're going to have to open up some room on that 40-man roster for uh, a pitcher who's probably going to be a spot starter, uh, but mostly a, a long reliever in the bullpen. I think that may be the role he would have right now with the Cubs. He may be the number five pitcher, but mm-hmm. um, that's going to be up Here, for debate. Here's a question. Ahead, this is some, this is this is a good forty minute question for you. Interrupting my spiel there. Go ahead. Well, I didn't mean to, but I w- all I was You're trying. I was well, fair, fine. So Cody Cody Hoyer is on the forty man right now, but yes. they had to put him on the forty man. After the season, because they can't, what the the player they can't, can't remain, them. they can't hold them on the on the injured list through the off season, right? So yes. now, like, when when can they put him back on the injured list again? I want to say it, it it may be spring training. Uh, I don't remember all the top of my head. It might be spring training, but definitely at least by obviously by opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's I mean that would obviously take if for whatever reason if you wanted to wait to get. Because Cody Hoyer would have to be on there, I believe. Ethan Roberts is still on the forty man, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so guys that yeah. had, had you know had Tommy John surgery, <laughs> there's, a, there's a few of them that aren't going to be on the that are going to go right on the sixty day probably to start the season. Um, if you want to wait till spring training or whenever that 
that you know time period opens up uh to go back on the 40 or to, to put him back on 60 day get open up that 40 man spot you're going to miss out on a lot of free agents Drew yeah. Smiley's probably not going to be available anymore at that point in time well I won't say names but there's some guys on here that I'm like they'll be okay <laughs> They'll be okay. They can yeah, make some. They moves. Get, they have some moves they can make on there for sure. Um, <laughs> you see what you see with the cold weather and and the the winter doldrums are doing to us. Now we got a winter storm coming uh, oh, for man. the Christmas holiday. Hanukkah started today. Like the uh, CHO Sports says, Ryan's getting sassy. I, I was in the wrong rundown this morning. I'm typing everything in All on Tuesday. I'm like, I started to look down. I'm like, well, those aren't the right ad reads. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I'm in on the wrong day. I'm all I'm in a fog because I'm old already. I'm in a fog. Then you put the cold winter and like can't it get warm? <laughs> so, you know, we only got like, six, it's only don't worry, it's only six more months of this. Oh, that's the six worst part is like months. is knowing counting knowing down like, the days to Cancun. <laughs> well, the brutal part is like this last week was like the first time like I really got into my car and like I had to like like pry the door open because it froze and like I had yeah. to like sit there as it warmed up because it was not like it was just freezing cold. No, like that was the first week that it happened. And I'm not like, it's like every year you have to get reused to that. You know, it's coming, but you have to get yeah. reused to it. It's, it's not fun. No, it's I'm not. not. This is just the beginning. Nicholas is saying, how do you see the bullpen shaping up? Uh, will Cubs try to have three to four long relief guys? Well, I mean, I think you know that uh, Boxberger's in there, right? Boxberger's in there, Hughes. You have to figure that Samson is in there, most likely. I think the Cubs are going to give Jeremiah Estrada a real shot to at least be an eighth inning guy, seventh, eighth inning guy. Maybe, Hoyer maybe probably be that close. What mid mid season, Cody Hoyer, yeah. before he'd really make a run after, after Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Manny Rodriguez as well. Yeah, he he, uh, he was impressive at the end of last year too. Like. Plus Boxberger. You know they're going to probably sign another one or two guys. Um, Joey with the ass man question mark. Yeah, ass man, ass man and Al-Zalai. And <laughs> they got, they got like – Thompson. We don't know. They got like three or four like multi-inning weapon guys that we've talked about. Like at this point, as we sit here right now, it's like yeah. Assad, Thompson, um, maybe Wisniewski, even though Al-Zalai. Samson. Yeah. I think Wesneski is in and Alzale, yeah. Wesneski might be the one guy out of that group where you can be where you maybe, maybe he yeah. might get that opening, be in the opening day rotation. But I think there's a chance he could be in the bullpen. So you got yeah. a lot of guys there that are versatile. Yeah. Sean throwing out Kimbrell. He in on that? Kimbrell? Flyer? Maybe. Talked about before. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I just look at it as like they uh, they mentioned th- I think it will be three or four long guys, long, long, uh, long relief guys who can obviously jump in the starting rotation when a guy needs a breather or gets hurt or whatever, because that's going to happen. Um, but if you can mm-hmm. keep, I mean, and it's going to be the older guys too. It's going to be you know, Keegan Thompson. He's not going back down. Alzola is going to be in there. Drew Smiley, if he resigns, he's going to be there. You know, Samson probably will too. Um, but then you're going to have some of those other guys who could be in that role. You probably just keep them in AAA. They could be in the AAA rotation, pitching every five days. You know, you got your Assad. Like Hayden Wisniewski, he he. I get a feeling like he may end up starting tri- the season in AAA if he doesn't make the opening day rotation, just to kind of keep him on that you know reg- regular starters yeah. track. Um, that's a possibility. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but it's definitely a possibility uh, more than I see that with you know anyone else that's uh, that might be in that bullpen. Um, but, but you're gonna have a lot of good depth. Uh, as far as guys who can spot start when you need it or right. join the rotation when you need it. I think the team that the depth that this team has built, um, it, it, you, you feel pretty good about it. And obviously you'd like the Cubs to have like an ace pitcher. They don't really, but they have a lot of, a lot of good, like at least number threes, like three, four, five, maybe even a couple twos in there. Um, and then that, you know, mm-hmm. down from there, it, you feel pretty good about it going into the season. How about lot Ken of... in the chat? Did you see Ken? He's producing the show now. He says, hey, we got the Tyone presser at 2.30, guys. Keep it tight today. <laughs> it's true. Oh, we yeah. do. Well, he's You're not wrong. Said that in he's, Slack. He's, he's, yeah, he's, it's like he's uh, producing the show from somewhere. He's not wrong. The ComEd uh, Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. 
ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually and last about two hours. Then you can expect within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation includes an estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips. And to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. If you're ready to sign up for your facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email businessee at comed.com or request request an assessment online on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. Guys, do you know that I'm sweating UConn plus 12 and a half right now? I do know that. <laughs> it's actually plus 18 because I'm doing a teaser. It's the UConn Marshall uh, plus eight, UConn plus 18 and the under 48. Um, it's a teaser. I'm 2-0 and on my last two teasers on DraftKings, my favorite app that I wake up and, and look at the lines every morning. Uh, this time of year, everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But what about all the basketball? I mean, you could have bet the over on the Bulls game last night and not even sweat it after they gave up 150 yeah. goddamn points. Uh, you could have done it on DraftKings. Like I said, when I throw down on the NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings. Same game, parlays. I had one last night in Sunday Night Football. Uh, five bucks that won me 40 bucks. Uh, God bless and good night, uh, let me tell you. Uh, Maryland sports fans, listen up. Cubs fans in Maryland, I hope. Um, <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state, so you can bet on the Cubs in, in the spring uh, if you want to, or you want to continue to bet on the NBA, uh, bet – Place your five bucks on whoever's playing the Bulls next because they stink, yeah. guys. Um, yeah. Download that it's app now. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not bad advice. It's not bad, bad advice. advice download the app now and get in on the Holiday Hoops action. Sign up with code CHGO. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the podcast or YouTube description. Again, five bucks on whoever plays the Bulls next, and you're probably going to get $150 in free bets. I mean, holy shit, are they bad right now. I feel better about the Cubs than I do the Bulls' future. And that yeah. I mean, they have two guys. They have potentially a couple guys that could be all-stars depending on the season. They have some good players, but it's just, wow. Yeah. Well, it's like, and I tweeted it out the other day, like maybe like Friday after they lost to the Knicks. Like it's sad that the Bears yeah. are right. like the second least disappointing team in it, Chicago in yeah. 2022. And like they're three and 11 now. Cause it's Even like the, the Black sky, the sky. disappointing. They're trying to lose. What I'm, what I'm saying is, <laughs> yeah, disappointing. Like the Cubs, yeah. like the Cubs weren't disappointing per se because we knew they were going to stink in, this year, but it was like disappointing where the position they'd been at the beginning of free agency. That was also obviously before they signed Dansby Swanson. So that was just where yeah. they were at. The White Sox had to be like the most disappointing team because of their, um, you know, where they came in, but the bulls are right there. Um, some of the other teams, the fire wasn't very good. You know, the red stars were, were, were very good, but they were like right in the middle. Uh, but then, yeah, it was like bears are like this. I, I'm doing the Number math. I'm like, like, the bears are, like the fact that a three and 11 team, isn't the most disappointing team in, in Chicago. Yeah. It's like, just like I get it when you when you put it into the context, fine. But when you just look at records on paper and you say, you know, three and eleven isn't that bad for the Bears right now. Like yeah. and that's just how that's the state of Chicago sports right now. Really I was starting happen. I was starting to worry that they were gonna win the game. And then I saw Valus Jones was coming into the lineup. I was like, oh, we got this. Yeah. Anyway, don't worry, Valus will take care of it, drop the ball. No, it would have been really good if the guy that that um that gave up the the fumble whatever against the Vikings earlier in the season, the guy that got cut eventually, he like had oh, two yeah, bonehead yeah, yeah. plays. I don't even remember his name, but he had like two back-to-back -back bonehead plays in back-to-back -back weeks. 
and they finally mm-hmm. cut him. But if he was still on the team and he got put in the game yesterday, he would have felt good about it. Even well, if they, if they would have let Lovey Smith have his game, and if the rain hadn't happened against the 49ers and given them just a bag of good luck on the first game, they'd be the worst team in the league. They, yeah. They'd have the number yeah. one pick. But I'm but. glad they won the first game of the year. That was a game that we'll remember for years to come. Gave us the shirt. The, the slide. Yeah, gave us the shirt. Gave us the best CHGO shirt you can get. Or this hoodie that I'm wearing. You know At I mean? chgolocker.com if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, you and if you're a diehard, you get 20% off. Yeah, it's yep. the camo one. Camo. Are I, you guys both wearing the same camo one? I, I think so. It you have the camo like, one on? Yeah, I oh, yeah, 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 both yeah, yeah. It's winning. Yeah. You got the winter hats and the, uh, <laughs> the camo hoodie. Uh, uh, hey, 24. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say before, you know, I know we have, what, nine minutes. There were a lot of people, like, mentioning Killian in the comments. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really – he's actually been become, like, kind of a forgotten guy. And I feel bad because I remember going to his Major League debut and getting way overhyped about it. Um, I think that he starts in AAA next season. That's where I, that's that's basically yeah. where I'm at with it. And, the, and, right. and if he figures out the command down there, then I think he gets a shot to maybe maybe they bring him out of the bullpen this time uh and then you know if he finds a way to stay up and impresses maybe they try to transition him back to a starter but yeah i mean i think that's where it's at i don't think he's a i don't think he's been a complete bust um i think there's a lot of upside but um they just have a lot of guys like they have a lot of arms you know they have a lot of arms with upside and so he just didn't perform well enough to make him a number one priority coming into this year or into next season. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was flipped last season where he was like, he's the number one pitching prospect. You know what I mean? And, and, and then we saw guys develop and, you know, they made the trade for Wesneski and, you know, like, I don't know. Like that's, that's just how I feel. I, I hope he performs because like, I don't yeah. want the Chris Bryant trade to look like a complete in order of disaster. Yeah, and that's what, you know, I, I, can't, I always kind of come back to it. It's just like with prospects, like you really like them, and there have been – the Cubs have some some really good prospects that could be good major league players, but you really never know how they're going to translate. You know, they could dominate AAA, but the biggest jump of all is going up to the majors. That's the biggest jump of it all, and you never really know how it's going to translate. And Caleb Killian actually had a, a pretty solid, you know, first outing against the Cardinals in June. Uh, but after that, it was kind of the same, like the control issues – um, he got. He, I think he got rocked by the Pirates. I want to say in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. like um, they were it weren't it wasn't great. And then you know he went back down and he had the control issues that were never really part of his game um, as yeah. a pitcher as a prospect. So, I mean, you, you we could talk all about the prospects all we want, but there's. I mean, I, I think the Cubs like spoiled fans by having like consecutive. Yeah. First round picks just like pan out, right? Chris Bryant, Cal Schwarber, Contreras, like all these guys were so good right off the bat. And even the last couple of years, like you should have seen it coming that like obviously prospects don't always work out because nothing developed at the Cubs from like 2018 on. Um, mm-hmm. but like just the, besides getting spoiled, it's like you got to realize that out of all these guys that the Cubs have that people are excited about, a, a fraction of that is of those guys are actually going to work out and be productive major league players. and it's very minimal chance that like maybe one, two, even turn into like all-star players. Like it's not that easy for guys to live up to the hype. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't happen a lot. No, but also uh, don't give up on a guy because he no. came up and had control problems in a, in a couple of starts too, because remember it didn't click for Rizzo right away either. No, and no. you know, that's how he ended up being traded from the Red Sox. I mean, half got Padres, sent down to Padres. AAA. We know the story. Mm-hmm. Half and sure. Both got sent down to AAA. Yeah. And so development's not linear. We know that that's the phrase, right? right? Development's <laughs> not linear. But what I'm saying is like, you also have to become used to the fact oh, yeah. that guys you're excited about may not pan out and that's okay because other guys hopefully will like, you can't just mm-hmm. put all your eggs in a couple prospect baskets. Like you got to, you got to start like when you're the Cubs and you have you like what they're doing now is they're hoarding a lot of prospects, knowing that odds are a couple of them will work out. And that's mm-hmm. the whole point. It's like you don't want not everyone is going to. So don't get upset if they start trading prospects and stuff. But also know that at least some of them will. And, and keep in mind, just think how bad the farm system was, because all the guys you're talking about being the future of the team, almost all of those guys have been added by having trade. to trade guys away and make trades like very few mm-hmm. of them are hey we drafted this guy you're still hoping on some of those guys but mm-hmm. that's why they had to replenish the farm system all right i but, got a question well oh, okay. go ahead 
I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, but after the draft this past year, a handful of those guys got automatically put in the Cubs top 30. So that's a sign Mm -hmm. of, you know, good things to come and Kate Horton being that, that number one guy. So. All right. I got, I got a question before we go. This is the anniversary of two free agent signings in Cubs history. Two big ones. 2014, David Ross, two years, $5 million. <laughs> And 21 years ago, Moises Salou, or Moist Hanzaloo, three <laughs> years, $27 million. Which is the better signing in Cubs free agent history? Well, David Ross, have- two for five, or Moises Salou, three for 27. Now, we know yeah. that the end result shouldn't totally skew your one led to world, one hit a home run in the World Series, right? Like, so I get that part. Moises Alou was part of being angry at Steve Bartman, but he also hit like 40 bombs. He was a good player. He was good. Oh, I also want to know what $9 million over three years would translate out 21 years later. Like, what? What does that contract look like if Moises Alou signs it today? Um, I would a lot also of money. Wanna, he was still pretty elite. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say like David Ross, as you know, as cheap as he was, like he made John Lester like that was as comfortable as John Lester could be on the mound with David Ross behind the That's plate. True. Right? So That's a good point. Coming along and being the remaining John Lester's personal catcher. I mean, I know Lester had like an up and down 2015, but like that Cy Young worthy caliber season that he had in 16, like that had a lot to do with being comfortable with David Ross behind the plate. Um, and obviously, you know, Wilson Contreras uh, after that was uh, John Lester worked well with him. Um, but I think that is like as big of a contribution as David Ross could have got, could have given you, like you, you got your number one pitcher who likes pitching to this catcher. Like, like, like you need to bring him along. It had to be a package deal because if that's what John Lester is going to be, you need him to be comfortable on the mound in Chicago. And that's what David Ross like kind of helped provide was that comfort. Yeah. I mean, I, I lean, I lean Rossi on this one, um, but you know, put some respect on the moist, moist hands. Oh, he was awesome. The, the guy I mean, he was a better, he was a some, better player. There's no, he was, that, he was, he was far and away a better player. player. And if you can get a guy on that deal of that caliber in today's yeah. game, holy oh, shit, man. you're stealing money. You know what I mean? Like, even I, the deal then wasn't crazy. Like it was, yeah. you know, yeah. I just maybe think in terms of just like overall value, like in like if we we're just looking at the two guys today. Like, if, if if you get David Ross at this price at the AG was, and knowing like what you're going to use him for is exactly what you used um, him for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Compared to Alu, then yeah, I think Ross is the more valuable piece to have because you definitely like. I mean, we're sitting here talking about why, uh, you know, we've sat here and talked about why the Cubs let Will Scutcheris walk, right? And it's a lot of it has to do with defend, the, the defense and stuff. And, like, not only was he good at being John Lester's catcher, but he was also just a good yeah. defensive-minded catcher in general. So And a great, great clubhouse presence. Like, mm. that's another one yeah. of those intangible things that you can't measure mm. on fan graphs. Like, he was a great clubhouse leader for the team, which he'd been throughout his career from, you know, everything we hear about him. Um, and then he hit the biggest home run of his life uh, in Game Seven of the World Series. So last at bat, last at bat. That, yeah. that that probably paid for the contract in itself. Was that one home yeah. run? I think it yeah. just goes to show, though. Like while we're excited, and everybody said the Cubs had to get, myself included, they had to get one of the four shortstops, right? Like it was mm-hmm. necessary for this team to move forward, right? Mm-hmm. But it does show that some of these smaller deals. Maybe maybe it's something smaller that's already happened. Maybe it's Tyone. Maybe it's something even smaller yet to come for one of these catchers. David Ross was a second or third catcher, a backup catcher when he came to the team. It doesn't mean that something they do the rest of this offseason couldn't turn out to yeah. be as big as signing Moises Alou. Like the fact that we can even have that conversation about whether or not one was better than the other when we know one guy was a far superior player and was yeah. way more productive in his career over the, the three years that he was here. But yeah. that smaller signing ended up being the seed that helped get a lot of things done. Heck, now he's your manager. But yeah, and don't, and don't give up hope on some of the, the what we perceive the to be small moves. small moves that could still happen. 
Yeah. I think I think the Drew when whenever we hear the numbers for Drew Smiley, I think it I think we'll look back and be like, wow, like that really worked out for the Cubs. Like I I feel that way about Tyon, but he's also going to be making more money. But we're, if we're talking real, like for it, considering what the pitchers got, I guess like on the market, like that's a very cheap deal. But you know, Smiley, like what it'll be like two years, maybe twenty. 19 or 20 million, something like that. Like that's what I envision it to be. I feel like that's something that we'll look back on and be like, wow, that really helped whatever the next Cubs, great Cubs team does in terms of like, you know, maybe just winning the vision or winning the wild card or something like that. Like, I don't know if it'll hit levels of what David Ross did, but like, that's kind of like the example of what Luke is saying. Like, I, I think having Drew Smiley back next year will be very beneficial for this team. We'll see. We gotta uh we gotta let Ryan go. We got the Jameson Tyone presser coming. He's got a good article on that coming, and also one you did with Brendan about Dansby Swanson at allchgo.com. So check that out. Uh we'll I retweeted it. 120 tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book for Cody Del Mendo and Ryan Herrera. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. We will see you Tuesday at 120. Until then, fly the W.